Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Nun Talks. Uh, today, I'm excited to invite a guest, a, a senior from Carson High School, uh, Miss Claire Primrose. And I'm really excited to have our discussion today uh, with Claire as it relates to uh, resiliency and being able to accomplish hard things. And so one of the things that's super exciting for me to talk about uh, Claire is her most recent accomplishment. And that has to do with a provincial archery tournament in Edmonton, um, which was held just a few uh, weeks ago. And Claire, going into the final day of shooting, was leading the province. Um, and, and then I think one person beat you, right? And she ended up uh, second in the province um, in provincial archery tournament. And that might not sound like a major um, deal, um, but it will be as we uh, understand and talk about uh, Claire's story really over the last year today. And, and uh, Claire is one of the nicest young ladies I know, and so I'm really excited to have her come on the podcast today. So I'm going to let Claire introduce herself, and then we'll talk about uh, what the past year has been like uh, for Claire as she's um, gone through some challenging things and come out on top and and probably the capstone event of that is competing at the Provincial Archery Tournament. Just kind of symbolic of uh, the dedication and resilience and the mindset of I can do hard things that, that Claire Primrose uh, brings to us today. So Claire, you want to take just a minute, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself Maybe about your family and kind of some of the things that you like. Okay, I'm Claire Primrose. I'm 17 years old. I'm in grade 12. Um, some of the things I like are I live on a farm, so I enjoy being around horses and that kind of stuff. And like Mr. Nunn said, I enjoy archery, and it's been a big part of my recovery, and it's set a lot of milestones for me over the last few months. Awesome. So Claire and I definitely have that in common. We both love horses. Um, so Claire, um, September 18th, 2022. 21. Oh, 21. Oh, yeah, we're in 22. Yeah, but 2021 kind of changed your life. Um, and so if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing some of that story uh, with us, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. So on September 18th, I was on my way to my grandma's house. We were going to go ride horses up in the mountains, so I was excited. Um, anyways, on the way over, uh, the road had been freshly graded, so loose gravel, and I lost control and ended up rolling my car, and I was ejected from the vehicle, and lots of ambulance and helicopters were rushed and went to Foothills where I spent um, a week in trauma and then another week in the ICU while recovering from all my surgeries and then after that I was moved over to the Children's Hospital where I spent a week in the ICU there and then two more months on Unit 4 at the Children's Hospital. Awesome. So let's um, 
talk just for just a minute about that the accident itself. So you're on this gravel road, um, lose control of the car, car rolls, um, you're ejected from the car, and then do you know how long you were there before someone came along, or an estimate, or what you've been um, told? We don't know exactly how long, but it was pretty quick, within five to ten minutes. Oh, wow. So it was really fast, okay. yeah. So I, I, I know a little bit about that side story. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, a school teacher yeah. <laughs> um, is taking that back road on that day to go do rock work, I think. Drives by, um, doesn't see you, but sees a car kind of in the ditch. And then just thinks, I should back up and see what's going on. And when he backs up, he, he finds you, right? Mm -hmm. And so he uh, calls 911 and out in the middle of rural Alberta, <laughs> it's hard to tell people where you are exactly. And, and so then, of course, ambulances and stars mm -hmm. uh, life flighted you right to Calgary. And so I know on some of your um, mom's posts about the events that she put, she um, talks about some of your injuries. So I'm just going to, I'm going to list them so people know where you were at. Um, so Claire had um, some broken ribs, um, uh, a punctured and collapsed lung. Uh, you had two broken legs. Um, you had some uh, uh, fractured spine, um, but you still were able to to move your limbs, wiggle your toes. So that was a good sign, right? Uh, your pelvis was pretty much crushed, correct? <laughs> yeah. And then of course, um, blood loss was a huge one um, that was critically important. So you get to the hospital, you, you undergo surgeries. Um, when did you realize kind of how serious it was and how long recovery might be? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly. Like. I was pretty out of it for a while, so the first bit of it I don't remember, but when I can kind of start remembering things, I just realized how severe everything was, and it was going to be a lot of hard work, but I was ready to put in all that work. So, and, you know, life's lessons along the way, I was ready to put in the hard work. Where did that come from? Like... Sometimes I think if that happened to me, I'd just lay there and say, you know, this isn't worth it. Like, where does it come from deep down inside for you that I'm going to overcome all of these injuries? Um, I'm going to have these surgeries um, that re repair uh, the damage. But then there's still that, okay, I'm fixed, but now how do I get to the next step? So where does that come from for you? Um, a lot of my motivation came from things like riding horses and archery and doing things that I loved and wasn't willing to give up. So I was ready to put in the work to get back to living life awesome. how I wanted to. Good. Um, if you're okay with it, can we talk about the role your mom and dad play in that yeah. piece of, um, Claire, we know you're banged up, but we know you got something in you that's going to keep you going. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about your mom and dad for a minute and there their motivation to help you? Yeah, my parents have been super supportive through it all. And on some days when I don't feel like doing much my physio or anything, they always remind me what our end goal is and they always, they push me really hard to get back to doing things even though at times it can be hard and I don't want to do it. 
they, they see what it's going to look like in five or ten years if I don't do these things. So they push me a lot in that way. Okay, awesome. Um, there's a really cool story about a, a guy here in town, Joel Libert. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody wants to do something when something like that happens, right? Like um, uh, when when tragedy strikes, we all want to be invested in it and 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 help in some way. And so I'm guessing lots of food was brought to your house yeah. and and people. Um, and I know your your grandma mostly probably stepped in and helped take care of. Uh, your siblings. I think you were in the hospital like uh, three months, thirteen weeks, or and or ninety-one days. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, but there's a, probably a point where you're like, I haven't been outside. I haven't seen my horses. I haven't whatever. And then this guy here in town, Joel Libert, says, I want to do something, and I don't know what to do. But what I can do is take your horse up there, right? Yeah. So I've seen the video of that that, he, that was posted, but tell us what that was like from your, your side. We kind of see you know, them sneaking up and unloading the horses and coming around the back of the um, Ronald McDonald house there and stuff like that. But what was that like for you when they came around the corner and you were in your, your wheelchair still then mm -hmm. and you saw your horses? What was that like for you? That was probably one of the most like, special moments throughout my stay in Calgary, it really made everything, I wouldn't say like worth it, but it made it everything so much better to be able to just have that little piece of home brought to me. That's awesome. Yeah, and those kinds of things, you know, uh, I don't think we realize internally what are the, the healing power of those little things, right? Like, of course, medicine, surgery, pins, wires, whatever you have in you still, those things are there. But, um, but those, those other healing things, that, the acts of others, or um, being able to see something from home and, and things like that um, are awesome. All right, so you um, are in the hospital again, 91, I think a total of 91 days. Mm -hmm. Um, and you uh, are, are still in, I should say, still recovering. Um, but you get to come home. What's that first experience like coming home? Because were you on some day passes where you got to come home for a weekend or a day and then had to report back to the um, children's hospital? Or how did that work? With COVID, they weren't allowing that. Oh, so yeah, stuck yeah. COVID played a challenge in that. So once you came home, you were home. Mm -hmm. Okay, so walk us through what that was like to, to, to come home to the, the Primrose, Primrose Lane Farms. <laughs> it was kind of a weird feeling to be home, but like everything was so familiar and it was just like a warm hug being around everything that I just knew so well. People, animals, just... Everything was just so familiar. And were you still in your wheelchair when you got home? Yeah. Was how, how was that navigating <laughs> the landscape and it wishing was, you could just get up and go out in the field? It was pretty challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So a motivation to get up. Yeah. I think there's a video I saw of of you. Uh, I don't know if you're in a side by side or a quad or whatever, but you opened the gate. Mm -hmm. 
And I think your, I don't know if your mom or your dad posted it, but it was like this huge accomplishment <laughs> for Claire to, to open the gate. So uh, if you can, just talk us about those, those little accomplishments that mean so much in, uh, in your recovery, but then, you know, those little goals. And as you reach a little goal, a little milestone, just kind of talk about, I mean, using the gate as an example, but I'm sure there were many. So what was that like when you could do little things to build to the bigger thing? Um, there's lots of little things, like the first time I opened that gate, but it's, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. Like before, I would get out of the truck and I'd go open the gate, and it was no big deal. But to be able to do those things, it, it's kind of hard to explain the feeling of, like, just, I don't know, it's tough to explain how, how it feels to be able to do those simple things when it was so hard to do them before. I think you explain it well there and because it is hard to explain. Like something that maybe in the past you sort of took for granted, like, oh, I, I'm on the passenger seat, I get out and open the gate. Yeah. And then to drive up to that gate, really, probably for the first time, that you're independent to walk and to, to open it and to uh, see that kind of challenge overcame. So what would you tell people about overcoming challenges and, and when things seem hard to not quit? What would you say to people? It's hard, sometimes hard to keep your end goal in mind, but keeping that goal in the back of your head, just focusing on that instead of the obstacle makes everything so much easier. Uh, actually, I really like what you just said there, Claire, is keeping that end goal in mind. Because sometimes we just want the here and now, and you know whether it's in schoolwork or athletics or anything else we're in, we... We have to stay focused on that end goal and where do we go from there and how do we get to where we want to be um, and, and that. Um, you're still in physio, right? Yeah. And, and what, what's that kind of like for you? To, to you know, now we're um, even more than the 91 days, obviously, but yeah. um, how does that go for you and what's your... What's your routine and what, what's kind of your end goal with that? Um, so physio is a big part of my life even still. I go to the um, facility, whatever you want to call it, yeah. with the physiotherapist three times a week. Oh, wow. And then at home I've got two plus hours of exercises and different things that I do at home to strengthen everything back up. But... Sometimes it feels like it just runs my life and I don't have any free time. It just is all dedicated to physio and it's hard sometimes. But again, just keeping in mind that my end goal is to not have to do that, to be able to do all the normal things right. that I can't. Right. So, you know, um, some of us forget that when we play a sport or whether we do something outdoors um, or we're in band or whatever it is, like a two-hour practice, like, ugh, 
two hours of practice. Mm-hmm. And you're probably loving nothing more than a two-hour <laughs> practice right now because you're, you're doing it just so you can get strong again. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So I know one of the things that uh, in a, one of the posts that was on Facebook said after four months, after accident, you got to ride your horse Gus again. Yes. What was that like to, to be strong enough and independent enough to, to get on your, your old horse Gus? It was a pretty big deal for me. Like Horses are such a big part of my life and my family's lifestyle, and it was pretty special to be able to do something that was so familiar to me and just something that I loved, and it was just really special. Probably good physical therapy as much as mental therapy, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, sometimes we all need that, whether it's a horse or a bike or whatever it is, uh, again. Um, but that, uh, that piece of I'm, I'm kind of normal again or, I'm, or I am normal again um, after going through all of that. Um, what are some of your kind of end goals? What do you, you talked about end goals. I mean, obviously physical therapy is so you can be strong, but what are some of your other goals in the next little while? Mostly just getting strong to getting back to the most independent I can be. Like I've come a long ways and I'm mostly independent, but there's still a few things that I need help with. So getting back to that independent way is probably the biggest goal for me. Awesome. And school, education, yeah. that kind of got put on hold a little bit. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and, and again, trying to to normalize things. And um, what was it like to walk back into high school, Carson High School, for the first time? Um, and to kind of see this environment you were familiar with, but, but really missed more than half the year uh, recovering from an accident. So what, what was that like for you? It was very weird walking in there but once I started talking to everyone and nothing has changed there everything yeah. everyone stayed the same That's good. Yeah. what was the first thing you went to I think it was was it a basketball game or something yeah I remember I was sitting up in the bleachers watching and then you came in and everybody's like players there yeah. <laughs> I think they even announced it on the intercom right <laughs> yeah. that's awesome uh, when people recognize that you know someone's been missing from the the school family and and they're back. So, okay. So, injury happens. Car accident happens. All of these injuries. The 91 days in the hospital. Um, the thousands of hours, and probably still a thousand more in the physio rehab um, stuff. Um, but uh, you decide you're going to shoot provincial archery. Yeah. So, how long did you? I mean, I know you've trained for archery for a long time, but. Mm-hmm. When were you able to, again, stand um, in a supportive stance, basically, for archery and pull the bow back and let her fly? When was that kind of back in your mind before you headed toward the provincial tournament? Uh, It's always kind of been one of my goals in physio. Like, when I was in Calgary, my dad had brought my bow up. Oh, awesome. So I'd been, wasn't shooting anything, but practicing that balance and that strength to draw back the bow so it's been working on it 
pretty much since the beginning. Oh, very good. Had you done any competitions before you went to provincials? Mm -mm. Nope. No. So, so just muscle memory, yeah. mental toughness, <laughs> all the things Claire Primrose has. Um, uh, you know, one of my favorite things or sayings and, um, is that uh, I can do hard things or we can do hard things. Um, what does that mean to you now after, you know, eight, eight months of really doing something really hard? What does that kind of mean to you? Uh, it means a lot more to me now than it did before. Like, before that saying's kind of something that I'd like shrug my shoulders at, like, oh, it's just another saying. But now, hearing things like that, when I really understand what they mean and how hard you have to work at some things, it really changes the way I see a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a, a prime example of I, I can do hard things. Um, I mean, when I go through this list again, um, and I, you know, we talk about all the things that were kind of um, broke or crushed or whatever, and you're, uh, and you walked through this, but again, you said you were out of it. So, you know, the first surgery that you had that night was to stabilize bones, blood pressure. You uh, moved to an ICU from the trauma ward. Uh, then you started working on getting your collapsed lung um, and ribs in place and things like that. Oxygen levels were a challenge. Then you had a surgery to repair your femur and some of your pelvis, and then a surgery to repair your tibia um, and other pieces of your fractured leg, and then continue to work on the pelvis. Um, and then um, you moved over to the, um, after 53 days in the hospital, then you go to Ronald McDonald House, right? Yeah. And then you're still there a, another long time. Um, and, and of course, we talked about the horse being brought up. Um, and now still in rehab. And so, uh, Claire, you're an you're, uh, inspiration to lots of people. I don't think you know that. Um, but really to, to go through what you have gone through this school year. And in the end, I know my, my wife was the one that showed me the, the, your Facebook post or your mom's Facebook post, whoever posted it, about the provincial archery. And I thought, wow, that's an awesome story. Um, for someone that may have not walked again um, and gone through all of that and then to um, put yourself in a position to be able to go and compete at that level and almost walk away with a provincial championship. But a silver medal is pretty good. Um, and so I, I appreciate you coming on today. There's one thing that I've kind of put on my, my podcast um, this year and it's, the question is what does it mean to you to be a better human um, and you can put that whatever context you want but to claire primrose someone that's been through all of the things we just went through um, what does it mean to you to be a better human that's a tough question <laughs> it is a tough question i don't know i guess i would say maybe just putting in hard work matter what the context is, just doing the job right and just getting everything done, making everything better. Awesome. I love that. Put in the time, get the job done, and uh, do what you need to do. So I, I love that answer. And 
um, I hope that uh, people who uh, listen to this, um, there's something you sh- I'll share about Claire. Claire is um, soft-spoken, but she's one of the kindest people I know, and she's been through some uh, major challenges in the last year and is an inspiration um, to others um, and an example of, uh, of hard work, diligence, and really um, I can do hard things. And so I appreciate her coming and talking. It's not an easy thing, I'm sure, to talk about um, those events and probably even harder if I had your mom here to talk about it. <laughs> but maybe harder for your dad. Um, but uh, I just, uh, uh, I hope that when people listen to this, they remember that they can do hard things and, and Claire's story is an inspiration to, to us all um, to stick with it and to, the importance of family and family support and community support. So really appreciate you coming in to, uh, today, Claire, and, and uh, hope you have a good couple of months uh, as you go kind of the end of grade 12 and then have to make some decisions about what next year looks like and, and what you do. So thanks for coming in. Yeah.